Good morning, Ohio. It's James Lewis of This Dream House, the show that's all about the house. We're excited to have Leanne Ford from Restored by Ford joining us today. But before we get to Leanne, we're going to give out our email address. It's tdhcincy at gmail.com. Once again, tdhcincy.com. CY at gmail.com. And the reason why I give it out is so you can win tickets to Louder Than Life or Bourbon and Beyond or Hometown Rising. Any of those great events that are going to be taking place down in Louisville, they're going to be some of the best festivals for music this summer. So uh, definitely write in so you're eligible to win those tickets. Leanne, thank you for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Ohio. <laughs> so speaking of fun events, you have uh, a really exciting event. When and where is Dispatch Home and Garden Show going uh, going to be held? Well, it's in Columbus. It's on February, what, 29th, I think. Yes. Got to check my calendar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For work, which I love. I went to Ohio University, so I have a kinship to that state. Oh, cool. You're a bobcat. Sure are. Bob Kitten. Do we still say that? It was a while ago. Yeah, yeah I think, yeah, you're, that counts. <laughs> so, how will the zoo be involved? Say that again? How is the zoo going to be involved with the event? You know what? They haven't told, told us that. We're, we're probably going to be in charge of the petting zoo. Who knows? Ooh, that sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> probably just put us to work. Steve's going to have to make fences. I don't, we don't know. We're uh, we're kind of tagging along for the fun over there. Excellent. Do you know uh, what kind of skilled uh, tradespeople will be there? You know, the home shows are so fun because they're really unique to whatever town they're in. But it's uh, all about being surrounded by people that are, we're all into the same thing, which is fixing homes in every form. So... Um, or among our people there, I'll say that. Excellent. And the tickets are very reasonably priced. Uh, 13 at the door for adults, 10 in advance, and free for kids 17 and under. You can't go wrong with that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and we'll be there. We'll be um, doing a talk, and then you can come over and say hi. We can take pictures and give hugs. Oh, that's so sweet of y'all. <laughs> so We are sweet sometimes. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> So what is Restored by Ford? Restored by the Fords is Steve and I um, are about to start filming our third season on HGTV. And you can see previous seasons. I think you can go to their website, hgtv.com. But Steve and I fix up and restore old homes in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So we don't actually do a proper historical renovation. We make it... um, we update things and make them ready for the family that owns it. So as much as, you know, I love the homes and they're they're very important, they're second only to the family that lives there. How the family needs that house is what we make our priority. That is awesome. That really sounds great to be able to uh, change lives for those families. It's the best because if you like your home, you leave your house happier. You, you know, spread the love. It's so awesome, and I do it with my big brother. He's the contractor, and then I'm the little sister, and I'm the interior designer. So, how did it all get started? Uh, well, you know, we had a mutual friend, our friend Peter. Um, told his buddy who was looking for talent about what I was doing in Pittsburgh at the time and they called and 
No joke, it was probably over five years of uh, back and forth of, yay, we like, we want to do it, never mind, yay. And uh, so I would say maybe five years later, we actually started filming something. But um, it's been uh, it's been two or three years now that we've been doing it. That is awesome. Pretty incredible. So it sounds like it was a bit of a process, but in the long run, it was worth it. Yeah, you know, everybody says, they, they see everyone else's success as a straight line pushing up, and it's always, like I like to call it a bowl of spaghetti, you know. There's many versions of getting progress and becoming successful, so we, we always had a messy one. So you mentioned uh, the different seasons. Where is the best place to watch it? Uh, you know, I'd say go to HGTV.com and uh, search Restored by the Fords, and they'll give you the scoop. There's a lot of different avenues to to go see it, but TV is the best. TV is not dead. So does your family share any family quirks or traits? Well, you know, we didn't realize it, but we found it out because our friends at HGTV took their home videos from childhood and turned them into uh, these montage videos. And they found out, they noticed that we all do this very strange wave where we kind of wave from our wrists up and down. And we all do it, and we never noticed it. So 30-something years later, we figured out we have a Ford family wave. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) So were you all good friends growing up? Yeah, I mean... 100%, A hundred percent, but also we were siblings, and we have a we have a big sister, Michelle, too. So the three of us um, were really close. But as siblings do, you find reasons to get mad at each other. So how were you able to combine business with family? Keep your separate. <laughs> so the easiest way to work together is keep your money separate, and you know we're we're going towards a common cause. I always say he's like the MacGyver of construction. I come up with some crazy idea and he figures out how to make it work. So um, as long as he's thinking creatively and differently about projects, he's still going to have to do more. I always say the, the problem with being good at your job is you get more work. Good point. So uh, <laughs> tell us about your background in interior design. How did, uh, where did you study? You know, I, I went to college at Ohio University, and they have this major called Bachelor of Specialized Studies, and um, you can create your own major and create the classes you want. So I found that, and I loved it. So I, I didn't even do school for interior design. I went to school for, um, for fashion. So I did fashion, art, PR, and advertising, and then I was in fashion for 15 years. And only after I got my own place um, did I get the bug for interiors. I look back and I was always fixing my parents' house. I painted their avocado refrigerator white. I made them do their cabinets. But uh, for some reason, I never thought to get to interiors until I was in my 30s. So do you push each other to uh, your best uh, abilities? (laughs) I think we push each other somehow. (laughs) Buttons, maybe. So, uh, one of the uh, one of the things I saw you uh, you mentioned those home videos. You mentioned a pocket egg. What is a pocket egg? <laughs> uh, 
you, it's all about the pocket eggs. Just our Ford, the Ford family, we're always in a pretty good mood unless we're hungry. Do not mess with us if we're hungry. So Steve carries hard-boiled eggs in his pocket, so they're available at all times, which we fully support. Oh, nice. So kind of like the uh, the Snickers commercial where you're not who you are when you're hungry, uh, but with him, it's uh, he pulls an egg out of his pocket. Exactly. He pretty much is the Snickers commercial. Oh, cool. So, Except he's not who Danny DeVito. Oh, definitely. Yeah, no one, we don't need that. So uh, do you prefer to do one room in the entire house? I love to do the whole home. In fact, I really only take projects on that are the whole space because everything really ties into each other. And, um, it feels good to have a cohesive uh, you know, design and feeling through the whole space. So how you do that is you just use, I stick to, I stick to a pretty neutral color story, but you just use really simple color palette and then everything in the house will live well together. Awesome. So, so is it about one room building off the other or being able to flow more evenly into each other? Yeah, flow more evenly. I always look at it as an editorial story for my magazine fashion shoot days, but, you know, the whole house should feel connected. Uh, it just feels better for your eye. It's calming. How do you enliven an older house? What did you say? How do you enliven it, uh, an older house? Ooh, older houses are already alive. It's kind of how you enliven a new house. I'd say older houses have so much character and soul. They, they've been lived in. They have some, you know, texture and some beat-up pieces that I always keep. And then I modernize them for the family. And then new houses that are just freshly built, they need the soul. So we bring in old, we bring in nature, vintage. Just kind of cutting a branch from outside and bringing it inside helps add character and add warmth to your space. So in what ways are your designs a bit out of the ordinary, a bit unconventional? Yeah, somebody somebody designed or somebody described my style as rock and roll church. Ooh. And I was like, I love that. I thought that made sense. I mean, everything's kind of a little bit off, really. There's personal touches. It's imperfect. And it feels warm, but everything stays pretty minimal for when I design, which is less stuff and better versions of it. So tell us about a couple of your uh, your funner, your more endearing uh, designs. Hmm. You know, I always like to do, I'm on, I like to do my own homes. So I've done a handful of my own projects and those are the ones I get to kind of try things on and trial and error and practice and if something doesn't work, then, you know, I can only be mad at myself, which I'm not. I just fix it. So I use my house to practice, and then if it works, I take that to client homes. So my houses always have a little bit of flair. So is it ever uh, challenging to uh, execute uh, your vision? Does Steve ever have any issues with that? Yeah. Steve always questions my vision, and he always says, you can't do it, and then I just wait, and then the next day he comes, and he says, I figured out how to do it. Oh. It's 
every time. So I've learned to not listen to them day one, wait for day two. Exactly. So it sounds like you have a lot of faith in him to be able to do it. Even when he doesn't believe in himself, you believe in him. Yeah. He always says, you can't do that. It's going to be too much work. It's going to take too much time. And I kind of now, instead of, you know, debating back, I just say, okay. And then the next day, you figure it out and we can do it. <laughs> so was that loft really uh, Steve's first house? Oh, yeah. Steve's pretty much squatted in many lofts that looked like the before in that space. He's he's lived rough many times. This is his first nice place. So what was the process like uh, changing that up and, uh, you know, uh, going from a loft into a, a beautiful house or living space? Yeah. So, I mean, it really went from a warehouse to a loft apartment, and it was it was a massive job because he had, we had to replumb. I mean, we we drew the floor plan out with chalk on the great floor. There was no walls. There was no plumbing. There's no heating. So we had to just get everything going in there. And um, so that made it bigger than other jobs, but also it was one space, which maybe made it slightly easier. I'd say the hardest part was since Steve was the client, he was doing it. He kept on thinking of new things he wanted to do and add to the project. So it was a tough client. So uh, thinking about that, not saying any names, but tell us a little bit about some of your tougher clients over the years. You know, it's a, we've learned to not take on projects where um, the aesthetic isn't naturally aligned you know so we take on projects where people like the style that we like and it makes it much easier but um i would say it's a hard thing on a tv show they give up control they go away for two months we we do what we think best for them so they have to have a lot of trust and you certainly cannot be controlling in that scenario so i think that's tough on people but um so far, we've had a pretty good track record. So, in other words, usually when they come back, they're pretty darn excited about uh, the results. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, what Thank is goodness. the best way to maximize charm and functionality? Maximize charm mm-hmm. and functionality. That's an interesting question. You know, I say I think everything needs to have a use in your home. Um, I love things that trinkets and stuff, but, you know, the best ones are beautiful bowls that you can actually use to throw things in or pretty vases or how I, I say bases in Pittsburgh, but, you know, just things that have a function that can live in your home beautifully on their own, but also can do something. I think that's the easiest way. So tell us about LFI. LFI is my interior design firm, Liam Ford Interiors. Not the most creative title, but I went with it. You know, when I, when I started Liam Ford Interiors, I didn't really comprehend how big it was going to become. I was just doing projects for friends and around town, and uh, now it's now it's a 
real life company. That is awesome. I was going to say, uh, we love having uh, guests on that, you know, go from, you know, having the dream to living that dream. And that's why we call it the dream house, of course. Yeah. And it seems like uh, you definitely have uh, achieved those goals. Uh, any advice that you'd give to someone who's on the other end just starting out? Do not be afraid to fail. You will mess up. You will fail. Things will happen. You will be fired. You will change your mind. That's all okay. You know, it's a people, Einstein said the fear of failure kills creativity. And it couldn't be more true. I think if you want to be in a creative industry or field, whether doing your own home or starting to do it for business, don't be afraid to try new things and go for it. You know, and I would say not everybody has to love everything you do. Um, it, it only needs to be the client, and you need to be proud of it, and that's all that matters. One of the more interesting ones you did was that 1907 schoolhouse early on. Uh, tell yeah. us about how you turned a schoolhouse into a home. You know, that was that was turned into a home before we got it in the 50s. So somebody had already put a second level in there. It just hadn't really been touched since the 50s, so we had a lot of updating and renovating to do um, on that. But it was so sweet. I actually ripped out the old floors, which showed the original schoolhouse floors underneath and um, the original windows we just kept in there. And we found the original beadboard behind drywall. We pulled that out. So I, it was more about, for that one, stripping it back to its original state. So it sounds like, yeah, going back to that, uh, the original state and all, um, it really brought out the character of the house. Yeah, yeah, finding the character. You know, there's a phase where people kind of wanted to make everything new and and really, in, in their defense, nice. <laughs> but I like old and I like character. So a lot of what we do on the show and a lot of what I do in my own projects is um, ripping away the the middle stuff and getting back to the old stuff. So uh, some of your designs you like to do white on white. What is that and what are the reasons behind it? I love using white paint. Um, I actually, my favorite is PPG Timeless Pure White. It's just a perfect, easy white paint. And I would say it makes everything else beautiful around it. I use more texture. I play with texture and interesting lines that, you know, different eras of furniture living together. So by kind of putting it in the simple white space, it, one, becomes cleaner to your eyes, calming. But two, it's, it's more fail-proof. You really can't mess up white paint. So what are some of the magazines that you've worked with and been in over the years? What are the negatives of what? What are some of the magazines that you've worked with and been in over the years? Oh, well, man, I'm... I know there's a lot, to, so I'm not expecting yeah. to them all. Or I, I was, we at Pittsburgh Home was just on the cover of House Beautiful last, um, last month, which was beyond a thrill. I, I could not believe that that project was on the cover. And we've been in Country Living and uh, Domino and HGTV Magazine and Arc Digest and El Decor and Lonnie. I mean... 
pretty good run, I'd say. You, you know, I'm thankful for those editors for supporting me because the power of the press is very real. Definitely. And then, of course, being in those type of magazines, your work gets seen, and it seems like you said before, success breeds success. In doing well, it, it gets you more work to do, uh, which right. can be... Uh, right. And, yeah, and it's marketing, you know. I, I'd say they're always... That's another kind of fun tip for people who are in design in any form. Magazines are always looking for pretty and interesting projects to show, so... Um, it's worth sending your projects over. I say take beautiful pictures of them done. I always take pictures of them before, um, and then send those over to editors from some of your favorite magazines because you never know. They might they might need something just like that. Is it possible for a space to look modern yet lived in? How how difficult? Yeah, how difficult is it to make a space look modern but yet lived in? Yeah, you know, I'd say the key to making a space modern but lived in is, well, one, live in it. <laughs> but two, I mean, relax and let it naturally um, let it naturally feel warm. So add texture, you know, throw blankets, easy pillows, um I like to layer rugs, things like that, that kind of bring some depth into it. But then how I keep things modern is a really clean, simple um, color story. In fact, I just did a line, the Unforged for Crate and Barrel, that's out now. It launched this week, and um, all of those pieces and tips and everything are there for sale. And it's been really fun because, you know, it's kind of some, again, some fail-proof pieces that you can bring into your home that will add beauty. They're minimalist, but they still feel really easy and warm. You mentioned earlier Rock and Roll Church. Uh, Another one that I've heard describing you is uh, Illicit Design Chic. So uh, what's that? Anything that has chic at the end of it, I'm good with. So, how are how how willing are your clients to give up control? You mentioned on the show they're pretty willing to give up uh, control, but yeah. on like a normal uh, remodel or a normal de- interior design, uh, how much uh, more of a challenge is it? Or because of your uh, your track record, have they become more uh, willing to go ahead and just uh, have faith? Yeah, yeah. Now. Now they they know what they're getting themselves into, and they kind of hand it over. But, you know, we still give them a pitch. We tell them exactly what we're going to do. We tell them why this works like this, and this should be here. And we talk it through with them, and and when they say go, we go. So there's also, you know, there's some magic that happens in an install that you really can't translate beforehand. You can't really show... um, pitch on PDF or um, or in imagery. So part of it, they just have to trust us that when we're done with the install, it's going to feel exactly how we're aiming for it to. So what part of your work, and I know you probably take pride in all of it, but what part do you take the most pride in? Mm. Hmm. You know, my, the, the, my favorite part of this job is making people happy. You know, one is just if they love their home and they become proud of their home, their whole life changes. And that is what I'm most proud of and happy about. Um, 
and it feels good. And then also, I've been able, just because of the avenue of TV and magazines, I've been able to inspire other people to do what they um, what they are dreaming of and want to. And maybe their career is not interior design. Maybe it's something totally different, but to not be afraid to try it. Steve and I have a book out, too, called Work in Progress, and we talk all about our story. We talk about um, how we got on HGTV and how we grew up with a family that encouraged creativity and, you know, encouraged us to to try things. And so uh, it's all there in the book and work in progress. You can hear all our trade secrets. That is awesome and kind of uh, spooky because that literally is the next thing I had written down was tell us about <laughs> your book. Yeah, I was going to say, and you're in a different state, so I don't know how you read over my shoulder on that one. That is phenomenal, because, yeah, that would... You must be a good interviewer, because I, I can feel the segue coming. Exactly. It's a great segue there. So we're excited uh, about the big event coming up this weekend. And uh, before we let you go, uh, where on social media, where on the web can they find out more about you, your book, your show, all that fun stuff? Yeah, you know, our my Instagram is Leanne Ford Interiors, L-E-A-N-N-E, and uh, Steve and I have our, our our show one, which is Restored by the Ford. So we're going to post all our information there, and we'll post some we'll post some pictures during. But I would say come over and say hi to us because we love meeting kindred spirits. Excellent. So we're excited about that this big weekend. Uh, go on up there, meet Leanne, meet Steve from Restored by Ford up at the Home and Garden Show. And we'd like to thank you for joining us, Leanne. Yay, thank you, James. It's been my pleasure. Appliance Factory of Mattress Kingdom is your kitchen appliance headquarters. Save 30 to 60% every day on everything from LG and GE to KitchenAid and Samsung. If you're considering upgrading your home appliances or mattresses, stop at any one of Appliance Factory of Mattress Kingdom locations. Plus, Mattress Kingdom inside Appliance Factory has largest Tempur-Pedic, Stearns & Foster, and CLE selection. Visit ApplianceFactory.com. Good morning, Ohio. James Lewis of this Dream House with Matt Lowers of the Arnold Classic. We're going to discuss the extras because we already know about the Expo. We know about the kids event, but we want to know about those special events at the Arnold Classic. Absolutely. Thanks, James, for having me. Um, we've got so much going on at the Arnold. Like I said, most of the, uh, the 80 sports and events are covered under the Daily Expo ticket. But, you know, for the, the added feature, some of the, the highlights of the event is a separate ticket. And we just wanted to tell you a little bit more about uh, what those events are, where they are, when they are, how much they are. So the first one will be uh, March 5th, which is Thursday at Patel Grand. Uh, it's the Arnold Amateur uh, Bodybuilding uh, Prejudging and Final. Uh, it's Ladies' Day, so we're going to be talking about the uh, fitness figure, bikini, uh, women's physique uh, divisions. Uh, we're taking place there at the Patel Grand, and those tickets are $25. Uh, also, Thursday night is the meet and greet with the IFBB Pro, so that takes place at 7 o'clock uh, Thursday, March 5th, at the Hilton Columbus downtown. Those tickets are $25. Um, moving into Friday, uh, men's day for the Arnold Amateur takes place. They'll be doing the bodybuilding and the physique, the classic physique divisions there. Um, that place, takes place in the morning Friday, uh, March 6th at the Patel Grand as well. Those tickets are $25. Um, and then we get into uh, see, fr- 
Friday night. The special ticket there will be for the uh, the fitness and figure uh, finals. Um, now, their prejudging for the pros uh, takes place on the expo stage, so you can see that there for the price of an expo ticket. But if you want to see the finals, it's uh, 50 to $75, and that takes place over at Patel Grand on Friday, March 6th. Uh, last but not least, on Friday, we've got the Pro-Am MMA Festival. that takes place at 7 o'clock Friday, March 6th, over at Express Live, and those tickets are between 30 and $75. They've got a great uh, card in, in, uh, for those, those matches as well. Um, and then we move into uh, the pro bodybuilding on Saturday, the pre-judging for the Arnold Classic, which is the, the men's bodybuilding competition. Uh, takes, it goes on alongside the Bikini uh, International and the Arnold Men's Physique pre-judging and the pro wheelchair uh, competitions uh, at noon Saturday, March 7th at Battelle Grand. Those tickets are $50. Uh, finals for those events take place uh, Saturday night, same place. Those tickets are 50 to $100. And uh, we close out uh, Saturday night, and of course, with a big party. It's called the Arnold Party with the Pros. That's 9 o'clock Saturday over at Express Live. Those tickets are $25. Uh, and then Sunday morning, this is sort of the hidden gem of the whole weekend, is the Arnold Sunday Showcase and Coffee with the Champions, which, of course, features Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, they'll be talking about all sorts of things, um, you know, their diets, their workouts. And when Arnold gets there, he'll throw in some movies and politics. It really makes for a great time where fans can uh, hear directly from Arnold and and the champions of the sport. And that takes place Sunday morning, uh, 9.30 a.m. at Battelle Grand, and those tickets are $25. Of course, all those tickets can be found, and more information can be found on our website at arnoldsportsfestival.com. Excellent. You mentioned uh, the web. Where on social media should they uh, check out? Uh, we're, we're, of course, on all the different uh, social media outlets uh, at, Arnold, at Arnold Sports. Sounds great. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Thank you for joining us, Ohio. Please tune in again next Saturday morning.